This is Trice Talk Minipod for Monday night, July the 19th, 2021. I'm your host, Donald Wayne. Thanks for joining me for another episode of Minipod, that gap filler between episodes of Trice Talk, a mini version, if you will, of our regular shows where I limit the subjects and the time for the show as well. So, there's a little bit of good news for you. <laughs> Although lately I've been kind of running over my intended time for some of these, just because there's been so many things to discuss lately. There's been so many developments in the news that um, I've just uh, had a lot to say along with the articles that I use. Anyway, I, uh, I've only got one article tonight. And it's, it's a subject that I don't stray into too often. Uh, I do talk about this anti-police movement from time to time. I think even on Tri's Talk, you'll hear me mention it occasionally. Um, uh, defund the police, all that. We've talked about that in the past. But um, in looking around at some articles, and you know, my favorite things uh, to pull material from are the Epic Times uh, Mike Huckabee's newsletter, uh, the Newsmax.com uh, sites. And so I, I ran across this one particular article that um, it's from the redstate.com. And I, actually, I think it was, uh, it was uh, referred by uh, Mike Huckabee's newsletter. I think I saw it on that first. And then he had a link to this redstate.com about this subject. And the title of it is called College Offers Hashtag Abolish the Police Course Claims America Has the World's Highest Rate of Police Misconduct. So that caught my attention. And actually, I think Huckabee made a few comments on it as well. So anyway, he referenced this article on Red State, and I decided usually Huckabee's comments are short. So I have to go to the article that he links to to get more in-depth information about it. Um, so I'm going to use use that article, and uh, I think there's I've got one sound clip, I believe. I think there's only one here. I wish I had one of this article. This, uh, instructor 
that uh, is making these claims, but I don't. So anyway, again, this article is found on redstate.com. I'm looking for, uh, yeah, it's by Alex Parker. He's the uh, writer for this particular article. Um, now, this article is about a course being offered at Davidson College, which I had never heard of before, but it's just in a neighboring state, uh, North Carolina, which is described as a secondary school, which uh, by all the means that I had available to me, it looks like maybe this is almost like a junior college kind of setting. And if I'm wrong about that, forgive me. I, I tried to uh, get a better description of it, but it looks like this may be a college that you can use after you go out of, uh, go out of, uh, graduate from high school. And maybe you're not quite ready to go on to college yet, or if you want to get some credits in some other areas, maybe it'll go to a school like this. Uh, it's supposedly a, a very uh, prestigious school. It's a fairly old school uh, just north of Charlotte, North Carolina. I think it's located on a lake, if I'm not mistaken, by the description of the school that I read. Uh, but supposedly this article was uh, written off of information this author uh, or this writer got off of campus reform um, about students attending Davidson College will have an opportunity to get their skulls, and yes, it does say skulls, schooled via a uh, scolding of cops is kind of just the byline on that. Um. So as announced on Davidson's website, the school, instructor Garcia Rojas will teach the following course. And I'm going to kind of read you the description that they've posted here. I went to the website, and so it, it is an actual posting of the course from that college. Um, and this, I guess this is written by instructor Garcia Rojas. This critical black studies course explores the specific relationship between blackness and policing in the U.S. from a philosophical perspective. We will enlist black political and feminist theories and social and political philosophies to critically examine and think through the issues of race, criminalization, incarceration, police militarization, predictive policing, surveillance, and domestic security. As numerous experts have shown, the U.S. has the highest rate of police violence and misconduct in the world, in addition to the highest rate of incarcerations. Scholars have shown that black, brown, and indigenous people are disproportionately police targets, and because police violence and gendered violence are intrinsically connected, black, trans, and gender non-conforming people and black people with disabilities and mental health issues routinely experience surveillance, arrest, incarceration, and sexual assault at the hands of law enforcement and significantly, insignificantly higher rates than any other racial demographic. 
While current mainstream conversations ask how can we reform the police to lessen harm against marginalized communities, I ask we begin elsewhere. To understand the root causes of policing, I propose we begin with a deceptively simple question. What is policing? So if you take this course, it says that it satisfies social and scientific thought requirement, I guess, of the school, satisfies Africana studies major requirement, and also satisfies sociology major requirement. So, hey, you got uh, a trifecta of benefits if you take this course. All right, so the author goes, well, let's see if he comments on... Uh, that's the first time I'm going to back up just a little bit. That's the first time I've actually seen, uh, an accusation of sexual, let's see, what does it say here? Sexual assault at the hands of law enforcement. Now I have over the years heard, uh, things, stories about, uh, you know, some officers and, um, prisons and detention centers and, and places like that, uh, maybe abusing some uh, prisoners or just actually just having sex with them, you know, supposedly consensual, but still. Uh, that's the first time I've actually seen sexual assault be accused of police officers in general. Um, and I also question this this statement here about uh, numerous experts, doesn't say who they are, have shown that the U.S. has the highest rate of police violence and misconduct in the world. I mean, that's a pretty big statement. All right, so let's go back to um, the, uh, the writer, Alex Parker, his comments on this article. He says, we've re We've reached a notably new place societally. Blackness, as it relates to what someone endures in a world filled with whiteness, didn't exist as an uh, ubiquitous concept just a few years ago. But these days it seems heralded as a core of life in America. As the citizenry divided into victims and oppressors. Also on the move, the notion of seeing color to the exclusion of unity, it presently portrayed as a virtue. This article's writer, Alex Parker, questions, as I do, which countries were considered in this study. Like I said, I'd like to know uh, how many countries in in the world they uh actually could pull statistics from to see, uh, to make the claim that they made above or she made above. Um, who are the scholars that have shown that black, brown, and indigenous people are disproportionate police targets? Also, this course will also take a stand for transgendered victims. According to Claudia, now they use her name, Claudia Garcia Rojas, reform may not be the answer. So she's thinking reforming the police is not necessarily the answer. 
Rojas apparently shares a view of a Cypress College instructor who made headlines this past April responding to a student's suggestion that police are heroes. Here is what that, uh, and it doesn't give that uh, instructor's name here, uh, Cypress College. Uh, you probably, I, a lot of people saw it. I, I kind of remember seeing it from last year as well. I mean, last year, last April as well. I don't think that we used it on Tristock, though. So let me pull this uh, audio up here and just play this because it's kind of in line with this mentality about the police. If I can get this to play. And it doesn't seem to want to play. All right. Hang on a second. Sorry about that. All right. So uh, you brought up the police in your speech a few times. Um, so what is your like, what is your main concern? Since, I mean, no. honestly, the whole reason police, uh, I mean, it's, it's, it is systemic. The issue is systemic because the whole reason we have police departments in the first place, where did it stem from? What's our history? Going back to what Jeremy was talking about, what, where it was, what does it stem from? It stems from people in the South wanting to capture runaway slaves. Maybe they shouldn't be heroes. Maybe they don't belong on a kid's show. Uh, so I disagree with the what Jeremy, Jeremy said about it because uh, I think cops are heroes and they have to have a difficult job, but we have to have all of them. Life. Oh, I, I'm not. I mean, I'd say uh, a good majority of them. You have bad people in every business and every yeah, part. Yeah, wait, a wait, lot wait, of wait, police wait. officers have committed atrocious crimes and have gotten away with it and have never been convicted of any of it. And, and I say for the person who has family members who are police officers. Yes, I, I understand. Um, and this is what I believe. This is my opinion. And this is you know not popular to say, but uh, I do support our police. And we have bad people. And the people that do bad things should be brought to justice. I agree with that. But I think that... Uh, say, I'm saying it again. They haven't. Well, I agree with you on that point of they should, right? Okay, so what is and your bottom line point? You're saying police officers should be revered, viewed as heroes, live along on TV shows with children? That I think they, they are have. heroes in a sense because they come to your need and they come and help you and they have a problem just like every other business, but we should fix that. But I think that they're, they're heroes. Well, they're I think that's the problem is looking at it as a business because they're actually supposed to protect and serve the people. They not do the protect public. us. Who do we call when we're in trouble and someone has a knife or a gun? I wouldn't call the police. Why wouldn't you call the police? I don't trust them. My life's in more who danger. Who would you call? In their presence. Professor, who would you call? I wouldn't call anybody. Well, would you have, if I'm someone intruded your house with a gun, what would, you, would you have a gun on you? Or no. Who would you call? It's time to go. Okay. And well, I'm not going to be because of the gun. There's not much you can do at the police is kind of just you know and i know that it's not popular for me to say that to you guys and, and people in here but that's what i believe about the police. okay and, thank you i appreciate um, it thank you thank you very much for listening to the point i appreciate it thank you as you can tell she was ready to go uh 
pretty quickly. Uh, you know, I question somebody with that mentality and that attitude being in charge of educating anybody in this country. Now, yes, she has a right to an opinion, but it seems, I mean, she must have had an awful experience. I, that's what I would wonder. I would love to have a conversation with that instructor. Again, they don't refer to them as professor, but I'd love to, to have that conversation. Now, I myself, I've had very limited uh, dealings with police officers uh, throughout my life. Uh, very few times have I actually had an occasion to be stopped or, or questioned by a police officer, but I have been caught speeding and, and <laughs> a couple of minor things through my life. But I just wonder what kind of experience she had. Did she have a, a terrible experience that she feared for her life? But she's teaching young minds, and she's injecting that feeling that she has, and she's almost saying these things like they're fact. Like, uh, you know, just without really giving examples of that. So... That was just something that came out a couple of months ago, and, and it was mentioned in this article, so I thought I would pull it up and play it. But um, evidently, that particular instructor agrees along the same line of this Claudia Garcia Rojas, you know, that uh, policemen aren't heroes in their mind. And as, as it's odd that, that they want to condemn all police officers. They won't even recognize the fact that there's got to be good police officers or there are good police officers in this and in, in, in our country that put their lives on the line every day for, uh, to help and save the lives of complete strangers in most cases. And at any given moment, any situation they pull up into, especially in the, in the, times we're in now in the past uh, year and a half, two years, that any moment for any kind of call, someone could uh, shoot them. Uh, they could be killed just on, on any kind of call. There was that horrible film that was uh, posted a, a couple of months ago, I believe, maybe th three months ago of that. Uh, I believe it was in Texas that trooper that stopped somebody on a highway. It was a pickup truck. And as the trooper went around to the driver's side of the door, the guy came out of his pickup truck with a rifle, shot the officer, took him down and walked around his uh, pickup truck and then shot him in the head, killed him. So, you know, the fact that people are even willing to risk their lives to do these kinds of jobs. Are there bad people, bad cops? Yes. I mean, that's been shown. That's been proven. And I, and she jumped on him about this uh, calling uh, when he said there's, you know, bad people in, in every business. And she says, well, it's not supposed to be a business. Well, you know, that was, he didn't really mean that to be a business. But, uh, you know, what he was saying is true. There's bad people in all walks of life and all kinds of businesses, all kinds of uh, systems and structure and government. OK, <laughs> we could have a long discussion about bad people 
and places of power in our country and countries uh, throughout the world. So, but, you know, when the, the Cypress College instructor, I don't know why they didn't refer to her as a professor, I, I, but when she said she didn't trust police and that they shouldn't be called heroes, she must have been a baby when 9-11 occurred and police officers and firemen and paramedics risked their own lives, some losing their lives. They rushed into the burning buildings to help as many people as they could that day. But I guess that doesn't count as being a hero in Miss Rojas's eyes. She must have another standard for hero. I guess those were bad people because they were, some of them were police officers. The one thing this college instructor doesn't seem to recognize that is even though that she apparently wants to rid this country of police officers, I dare say most of them would selfishly, selflessly, sorry, put themselves in harm's way to protect her in, in, in a situation if it was required. So let me finish the article. Will removing the primary source of enforcing laws result in a more lawful, a.k.a. a safer and more civilized world? If I had to guess, I'd say no. But admittedly, I went to college in the dark days before our modern enlightenment. Alex. Signs, signs the end of his article at, as Alex. So, I mean, it's, a, it's fairly short, but it, it really doesn't take long to understand that, that, that these two instructors, these two college instructors that have been hired to help shape the minds of these young students and and inflict them with their own biases uh, against certain aspects of this society and it's just it's such a dangerous thing it's such a dangerous thing yes it's okay if you're going to cite certain examples of like George Floyd from la uh, last year if you're going to cite that as an example of, of a of a bad police officer of something that should have never happened but just to blanket cover and say police officers in general are bad people and they're not heroes is is not fair is a is not right to the the students that they're supposed to be teaching okay now i i have a few comments before <laughs> before i finish this topic um, while I'm not a historian, I, I do have some knowledge and certain opinions on this subject, as those of you who've been listening to uh, Tristalk and Minipods know quite well. And I'm not going to talk about the problems within the police departments across the country. That has been done and continued to be done by people who are qualified to assess each and every situation 
and to make those needed changes. I mean, but you hear these arguments all the time on the news. So I'm not going to go into that part of it because, again, I will admit there are stories and there are situations that, uh, you know, you you find bad police officers. History is riddled with examples of bad police officers. But do they overshadow all of the good that's done by, by men and women who go and risk their lives to enforce the laws and to protect people and provide deterrent for criminals or to criminals? My purpose in using this article is to make the point that it is utter insanity for these these instructors to think that we can do away with our system of law enforcement that we have today and still have a functioning and safe society. Do the two college academics noted above think that society can exist without someone to enforce laws? Are we supposed to work on a system of making citizens arrest? I mean, you know, uh, we're not leaving a lot of choices if you eliminate law enforcement or if you reduce them to such a small number that they do nothing mainly except maybe provide transportation to jails. Of course, then there's a lot of liberals that want to get rid of jails. They don't want to incarcerate people anymore. What do they, what do they want, an honor system in this country? You will never be able to rid this country of criminals. So we'll either have to have a system of police forces or we'll be forced to have a vigilante system. And that will be a lot of fun. So I think we've made some movies on that. That will certainly create a safe environment in the country. I have a bunch of vigilantes running around enforcing the laws. Also, Ms. Rojas throws out the statement that the original purpose of having police forces was to round up runaway slaves in this country. And while it was true that the province of Carolina, which was a province before it was split and became the states of North and South Carolina, uh, they established slave patrols in the 1700s. They did do that. They were set up for that purpose and were not really comparable to police uh, departments of, you know, even of later standards. They weren't really there uh, set up for any other purpose but to that purpose of uh, slave patrols to look for runaway slaves and so forth. That was true. But that's not the, the origin of uh, policing in this country. Miss Rojas, and if you you in a college environment as an instructor, it seemed like that you would have known that. Long before city police departments were created, there was a New York Sheriff's Office was created in 1626, way back there. And also in the early, uh, early times of our country, uh, villages and cities, typically they would hire constables and marshals 
who were empowered to make arrests and serve warrants in their communities. The actually the first city police services were established in the city of Philadelphia in 1751. And then uh, the next one, I believe, was Richmond, Virginia in 1807, Boston coming in about 1838, and New York City in 1845. Of course, there was the American West and, and later years as well. Uh, law enforcement was carried out by local sheriffs and rangers and constables and federal marshals in the uh, old west remember uh well probably none of you listening to this can remember uh the weekly series gunsmoke with matt Dillon. but uh he was a u.s marshal there are also town marshals responsible for serving civil and criminal warrants back in those days and and maintaining the jails and uh carrying out arrests for petty crimes but usually if it was some serious offense, that's when they would use uh, uh, the federal marshals to come in. They would have to send for them to come in and, and take possession of the prisoners, or sometimes they would take them to them. But, um, you know, in fact, again, Ms. Rojas is probably uh, missing uh, some of her historical uh, facts here, but police have been a part of history going all the way back to ancient times. I didn't know this myself until I, I looked some of this up, but of course they were much different than, you know, policing that we uh, have today, but we can go all the way back to ancient China where they chose prefects uh, who had limited authority to perform law enforcement duties in those times in fact, it says prefects were a part of China's society for thousands of years, um, and men and women both could be prefects in their society. In ancient Egypt, there is evidence of law enforcement existing as far back as the Old Kingdom period, using judge commandant of the police who were tasked with guarding public markets, temples, and parks, and apprehending criminals. Ancient Egypt. In ancient Greece, publicly owned slaves were used by magistrates as police officers. In Athens, a group of about 300 Scythian slaves were used to guard public meetings to keep order and crowd control and also assisted dealing with criminals. And yes, even in Africa, in many regions of the pre-colonial Africa, particularly West and Central Africa, guard-like secret societies emerged as law enforcement. In the absence of a court system or written legal code, they carried out police-like activities, employing varying degrees of coercion to enforce conformity and deter antisocial behavior. That's in Central Africa and, and, and particularly Western Africa. So see, Ms. Rojas, the idea of having police officers is not something white Americans cooked up to hunt down runaway slaves, as you reported. Civilized societies and maybe even uncivilized societies determined very early on in history that people were needed to help enforce laws and provide other services for citizens and to protect them from people who did not want to 
obey the laws. And I dare say that there are probably thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of stories throughout history where some of those expected to keep the laws in peace abuse their power. Human beings, by their very nature, are flawed. And unfortunately, as history has shown us, many are evil and self-serving and betray or take advantage or abuse the very people they have been chosen to protect. But as human beings, we realize that there will always be those people that are a danger to society, those that will steal and rape and murder. And no amount of social workers will eradicate these dangers to society entirely. A civilized society has to rely on law enforcement officers to hopefully deter criminal activity or at the very least be there to seek out those who are a danger to us and break society's laws. Society throughout history has had organized law enforcement, Ms. Rojas. You need to catch up. All right. That's my bet on defund the police. Um, you know, it's one of those subjects you could talk about for a long time, but it's just most of what you hear on news programs today, and even sometimes on Fox, is just short sound bites and without anybody ever giving you any facts to back up their positions. And it's frustrating. You know, if you're going to have an argument about something, you need to use facts. It would have been nice if Miss Rojas had uh, supplied some facts about her feelings of why she does not trust police officers. It would also have been nice for the other uh, the other instructor that I played the little clip from if she had provided some reasons why she won does not feel like any police officers, any police officers are heroes or why she has such a distrust of police officers. But if you provide facts or information, then you give the other side an opportunity for rebuttal. And that's the last thing that liberals want in this day and time is rebuttals based on facts. All right. So um, that's going to do it for tonight. I appreciate you listening or downloading this episode of Minipod. Um, I hope that you'll join Dennis Lee and myself tomorrow night for uh, Trice Talk Tuesday night. Li- oh, uh, whoop, almost said live. <laughs> Sorry about that. Uh, we're not doing live shows right now. Uh, we possibly will be doing some in the near future. We just, uh, we're just doing some revamping and retooling. And right now it's just easier for us not to do, uh, live shows. So, um, if you can uh, look for our show to post tomorrow night on Podbeam. All right. That'll do it for me. Um, I hope everybody has a great Tuesday tomorrow. And uh, 
whatever you do, stay safe out there, everybody. Shoot at me with those angry eyes.